My sister, Lori Vallow, murdered her children, Tylee and JJ, and buried them in a pet cemetery. And we're all trying to make sense of it. So let's talk about it. All right. So uh, this episode, um, we're kind of excited because we have a a guest in here that we're going to be talking to. um, And his name is Brax. He's my cousin and he's Uncle Rex's nephew. And one of the cool things about Brax is that Brax was closest to my age growing up. So growing up, me and Brax were the closest when our families got together and we did a lot of fun stuff. Um, And Brax taught me how to ride a motorcycle. (laughs) So Brax, first of all, welcome and thank you for being here with us today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So the the title of this podcast is The Tale of Two Cousins um, because... Um, Braxton and Lori um, both were interested in what a lot of people are interested in, and that's, you know, the end of the world and things that are happening, you know, signs that are given, you know, before the end of the world comes. And it's not just you and Lori. There's lots of people that are really into mm-hmm. just trying to figure this thing out, right? Mm-hmm. You wrote a book about it. I did. Uh... So tell us about that for a second first. Well, I wrote a book uh, about the end of the world and all the scenarios that could actually happen and how to prepare for them. Um, I did that. It's called A Letter to My Friends because I really wrote a letter to my friends and it ended up being after a year and a half and turned into a book. Yeah. So it was basically that. And from there, um, I did a show called Doomsday Prepper with National Geographic. Um, I was season two on there. Um, It's called Am I Nuts or Are You? And it was about prepping for the end of the world. Right. How me and my family did that. And uh, um, from there, it just kind of continued on. Yeah. So, with okay, so you are the only one between me, you, and Rex that have actually uh, talked to Chad Daybell. So, um, give us kind of a background of be, being a prepper and being prepared. There's a whole group called Prepare prepared people or something, mm-hmm. right? Which I've never went to. I got invited to go. I never went. Um, but um, kind of give us a little bit of background about that because Lori was into that as well. She was. Yeah. Um, I was totally into Julie Rowe, um, all these books. You know, Lori and I actually talked a lot about it because she was a prepper. So I'd, I'd tell her about books to read and she'd tell me about books to read. Yeah. So I was really into Julie Rowe as she was. And um, the publishing company was Chad's company. Uh, the one, the first time I met him was I, I. He was just a publisher, so and he had a couple books. I went up to um, Idaho. He was Julie Rowe was doing a, a conference there, so I went up there and watched that. That's where I met Chad for the first time. Uh, we weren't introduced to each other. I just went up there to talk to Julie Rowe, have her sign my book. He was standing there. I actually bought his books. He has three of them, and I still have them at home. I read, I think, half the first one, and it just it was not good. Not for you? Uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, my, I, I never read any of them. I asked my mom. She, she thought it was her, his book was you know terrible. It was terrible. I didn't even finish <laughs> I, it. Rex, have you read any of his I books? Have you haven't? Okay. So, um, but to me, it it was cool. He was just a publisher, all these people that I was starting to be friends with and, um, and and talk to, you know, all these other guys that have kind of famously, um, um, made themselves into something, you Mm -hmm. know, not just writing a book. And, 
Okay. So here, my question is about Julie Rowe first, because Rex and I have talked about her on this podcast mm-hmm. before, just because um, people were fascinated. I remember Lori, uh, before she met Chad, was talking to me about, you got to watch Julie Rowe's podcast or read her books or listen to this. And I was just like, uh, I'm, I'm good. I, I always, <laughs> I always, you know, extra church for me. I was like, no, I'm good. But, um, so, but people were really into her, and you said that you were. Into oh, her. I loved her. She yeah. was. She was phenomenal. Her book was good. Her message was good. But I'm telling, it just she started deviating from reality, and that's where I kind of like. Uh, so, I don't like it. So the kind of the same thing with Chad and, and Julie, and maybe some other people. They started with a some kind of a a message that attracted people. And oh, then yeah. when they started getting like famous or powerful, they started even going more into a narrower mm-hmm. s- subjects and they had like to to be to stay relevant. Okay. See, they have one experience, one experience, and writes one book. That's it. Yeah. Um, when they see how many people follow them, love them, try to get a hold of them, talk to them, I'm telling you what, it's it, it's like a drug, and okay. people loved that, and they loved it, and so then they had to get a little more. Uh, to be to stay in that a, a little more Come extreme, up with something a little more, more extreme, yeah, yeah. and it it deviates you from your straight path. I noticed it. I mean, uh, everybody's books and everybody I dealt with. I don't I don't want to name my friends' names, yeah. that I, but all of them, I just like this. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. They they're just devi- deviating. Mm. You know, is there something with that Rex where people like, you know try to stay in one course but then they just continually to just come up with stuff ideas or time and again yeah and again and in their minds i'm sure they're saying like we're very conscious of this so we're trying not to fall to that but we're saying if i have something to offer people i want to offer it to them mm-hmm. brax has a little i think more realistic take on that in terms of of Chad and Lori, so I'm oh. looking forward to hearing it. Oh, let's hear that. So we don't know Chad at all, but I'm. I just it boggles my mind how people can be attracted to following him just because I, I've never, you know, heard him speak. I heard that he gave Alex some incredible blessings where he put his hands on his head and gave him the mm-hmm. like you're the angel of whatever and gave him and people just gravitated to that, but. You, you've been around him. You know him more than most of us, so maybe you can tell us a little background. Like, Rex and I don't really know anything about him. I've talked to him on the phone. I haven't ever hang, hung out with him or anything, uh, um, just at the book signings and stuff. Um, he called me because it, this is when Lori first went to jail. Oh, okay. And um, and he wasn't arrested at this point? No. Okay. She was in there, but the, she could post bail. Okay. But the bail was like a million dollars, I believe. They okay. Got it, down. it was two million, and they got it down to a million, something okay. like that. So I get a phone call from him, and um, actually he called me and to talk to me about helping out to get Lori bailed out. And he had a scheduled talk with right Lori around that time. So actually he called Lori at jail and then put both cell phones together. So I talked to Lori and talked to her about some stuff. But, um, you know, so at this point I knew uh, everything that everybody is following him and doing this. So you're thinking of a charismatic guy. 
Mm-hmm. Saying that word right. Yeah. And then, you know, a David Koresh that everybody's like, oh, I just love listening to him talk. I love being around him. He, he lifts me up. And when I was talking to him, he was the most vanilla plain guy I've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm thinking I'm talking to a superstar because I'm, I'm, I have all this stuff that's going on. And yeah. It, it was just not the case. Um, so after I talked to him, you know, he called me two more times, you know, we were talking about money and stuff. And I was even kind of, even kind of floating the idea. And he's explaining how I put up my house. I'm not going to lose my house. I just put it up and Lori won't run. Uh, and she just goes to court and then you, you just rip up the papers that they don't own your house anymore. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, Chad, that's my biggest investment. That's yeah. a lot. And I'd have to babysit Lori. Well, can know? I even go back for a second? Because when Lori was taken to jail is because she wouldn't tell anybody where her kids were. Mm-hmm. Did What were you thinking that where the kids were? What did you, where was this? Where were your, what were your thoughts about that? So the be- very beginning of this, you know, uh, th- through the family, I heard um, Lori was hiding them from, um, like, Kay. Kay's family was uh-huh. coming. I heard the same thing. Because, um, uh, um, you know, Lori, uh, after Charles's passing, you know, they wanted the kids back and or taking the kids back. That's what I was told. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. That, yeah. and, and I'm hiding them so they don't. And I'm like, okay. Right at first, I'm like, okay, that kind of sounds... That sounds plausible. Okay. But after a certain amount of time, like a couple more weeks, I'm like, no. Yeah. Now, you know Tylee, all right? Yeah. And, and, and that kid is the... <laughs> yeah. She'll let, you ha- she'll let you have it. The loudest... Yeah. You know, a teenager. Yeah. No, it's not bad. She's just the loudest pronounced kid in the room. And I'm like, there's no way that girl is quiet this long. Yeah. Even to protect JJ... Right. You know, she's just not. And um, so I'm just like, after a couple of weeks, I'm just like, n- 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 this isn't right. Yeah. You know, something's up. So Chad is asking you for money to get Lori out of jail mm-hmm. and wants you to call people and get money and that kind of stuff to, yeah, to post she, bail for her. After I told Chad, I'm like, no, that my biggest asset is my house. So I'm not going to do that. Right. And then he called me again and, and, and to talk about one of our uncles. In Texas. Now, why did he feel free to call you? Did Lori say yeah. call Brax? Yeah, Lori's like, telling okay. him to call him. And you've really only met him at bookings and yes. book signings and stuff like that. He wouldn't have, yeah, he wouldn't have never have known me, like, saw me and said, oh, yeah, I remember you, Brax. You know, it's, it's a just book one of signing. Those, it's yeah, yeah, okay. a thousand people there. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what else, Rex? What were you thinking about asking? Was there something more to this story that you were thinking? Yeah, so pick it up from there as far as how you felt. Chad and Lori got together and why they kept going the path that they went versus where you went with all of this. Oh, before they got arrested. Yes. With, okay, so let's go back to when before Lori was arrested and before yes. the kids were missing. Did you know that Lori and Chad, before they got married, like I had no clue that Lori was seeing Chad. No, I had no idea either. Okay. I was floored when I found out. Yeah. I'm like, Chad Daybell? Right. Like, no. Yeah. Because I just knew him as the publisher. Yeah. And his three sucky books. Yeah. That's all I knew. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I was floored when I found out about that. 
So you, so Rex was asking. So before this, when you found us, so you're talking about what after they got married, or when, no, you, when they got together? Looking back on it now, mm-hmm. what's your perspective on what happened when they got together? Lori and Chad got yes. together. I think everybody has asked me. A lot of people have asked me, and the family has asked me. Um, you know why those two were destructive. I'm like, if you separate those two, they were perfectly harmless. And a lot of people have said that. The thing is, is and Lori is stunning. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but if you're hanging out with her, she is, she makes you feel good. She looks good. She has an energy. She's a stunning woman. You know, you don't see that with her in jail, but you know, outside of jail, she's awesome. So I know Chad saw, you know, and she was interested in him. He, he had nothing to offer. He wasn't a writer. He didn't know anything later. I mean, he told her that everything was true to try to make him look better. Mm -hmm. But, um, so he had to, he had to have something to keep her interest. You know, that's a, like a supermodel. That's like uh, a supermodel coming and talking to me. I got to make myself look better. I have nothing else to offer. Right. And so I think um, he just went off the total deep end and about the end of the world and stuff. Now, you got to understand people that are prep, like me, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. You think about every contingency. This is a lot of people controls their life. And I never control my life. I'm just way, way, way into it. You want to be prepared when the, if there's something coming. Oh, there's something coming. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I want to so be you prepared. want to be prepared for it. You want your family to be prepared for it. Exactly. And a lot of people do prepare for it. There's a lot of people who have food storage. They a lot have, more smart people. They yeah. have a game plan if, the, if there's a blackout. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's people that have plans. Okay. So they Lori's always had a plan. But think about this. She's had a plan for this for years and years and years. You want something so bad. You almost, if somebody offers you a little bit of it, you kind of want it because mm-hmm. you've been thinking about it your whole life, yeah. year after year after year. And he's offering her a little bit. I know the future. I know what's going to happen. Now, anybody that says they know the future is the most powerful man in the world because everybody wants to know the future, right? right? True. Everybody does. True. And anybody that says they know the future, you gravitate toward them because they could tell you stuff you really want to know. And he's basically telling Lori that. I know the future. I know when this is going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Of course, how could she not be attracted to that? Because she's wanted this her whole life. Finally, there's a man that's going to tell her everything in the future, and she could prepare for that and and and, and be in line with it. So Lori bought all in on Chad telling her what, what the future is, when the end of the world's coming, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when Lori and Alex murdered Charles and and was trying to get a million dollar money. Mm-hmm. Chad murders his wife. In my opinion, these are all my opinions. That um, he's getting her money, which he just upped her her life insurance. They wanted to get that money together, go to Hawaii, and wait for the Lord to come. Was that the? Do you think that was the plan? That Chad's like. Look, he's going to be here July 31st, and we are going to be in Hawaii waiting for him. Or is there any truth to we're the two chosen one to collect 144,000 people mm-hmm. for the Lord, and we're trying to get as many people in this group as possible? Do you know more about that than I do? No. I always wondered if I was on that list. I just hope I am. 
I hope they put me. Yeah. You wanted to be I part hope, of that? I'm like, I hope Lori put me on that list. <laughs> well, you still want to be on the dark list. I know that. Yeah, yeah. The Chad's, dark list. Chad's dark and light list on his computer. Who's light and who's dark yeah, and who's a zombie? Crazy. But like yeah. I said, he had to keep up the the stigma of he's the great all-knowing guy mm-hmm. because he's got basically a supermodel to him. It's a su- Lori is a supermodel. And yeah. He wants to keep that. Um. So. So I'm just trying to figure out when it comes to what we now we know why you think Lori was attracted to Chad or went with Chad, uh-huh. because a lot of people are saying, why in the world is that happening? How could he do it? You did a great job of explaining that. And you said when you saw him, he didn't do anything for you. Like it wasn't like no. he's super charming no. or he's like I expected when, when, that. Yeah, I expected somebody very charming. Listen to him talk. And I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, he talked me into anything. Yeah, and was not like that. I was way blown away. So now going back to Julie Rowe, because that's where Lori official. When me and Lori were talking before, she told me she was turning into an immortal being, and then I told her, you know, "You're crazy," and then mm-hmm. she stopped talking to me. When that happens, with, with following Julie Rowe. What was Julie Rose saying? Like, there's a call outs and those kinds of things, and that's what attracted Lori because yeah. she wanted. Is there a bunch of people that want to know when then the world is? Like, they're they think that they know, or they just want to find people that f- have the same common interest? Yeah, I think they want. Well, we all want to know the future like that because we know the whole world's going to be devastated in the second coming of the Lord. You know, the Bible talks about it. What and it. It's horrific. Everybody wants it to hurry up and be here, but it's going to be so horrific. Nobody, no, when it's here, you, you don't, you're not going to want to. Want yeah, it. be part you're of You're talking it. seven years of tribulation before Christ comes. Three and a half years of tribulation. Three and a half years of great tribulation. This is the book of Revelations, and then in the three and a half years of great tribulation is the Antichrist rule and reigning the earth. If there's going to be only 144,000 to meet Christ. That means in that three and a half years, seven and a half million people a day have to die for three and a half years to um, have 144,000 left on this earth. Mm. That, that That's a horrific time. So everybody wants to know the future and be prepared for that. Um, but Julie Rose, the, she was the first part. Well, here's the thing with Julie Rowe. You know, Julie Rowe talked about that. What really got Lori into the transitioning and beings and um, having a power and you not need to eat anymore because you're celestial, that's from another book. That's the. Um, is uh, it Julie Rowe book? Is that where no, she got that from? No. A Chad book? Or no. somebody different? Yeah, that's another book. Okay. Um, it's skipping my mind right now. Um, Visions of Glory. Visions of Glory. Visions of Glory. Yeah, okay. that's that. That's where she got that book from. All okay. that stuff from. Okay, not Julie Rowe. Okay, so Lori reading several different books and listening to several different podcasts probably had a ton of things in her head. Yeah, she's got pieces of every book and she's kind of put it in together for her own. Own. She has her own yeah. thing, and then so her, and Rex and I talked about this too. That Lori. Uh, by herself would have constantly went on of just like trying to predict into the world and stuff. But when she met Chad and Chad then took it into the next level of gave her some promises of there's dark spirits. There's, you Mm -hmm. know, there's, there's zombies and we got to get rid of these. So what, what do you know about that? Getting rid of zombies, killing people like where Alex went on this killing spree with Chad and what, what, 
What do you know anything? That's one hundred percent Chad because I've I've read every end of the world book. Everybody that's had a dream or a vision or anything, whether I believe it or not, I've read it because I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Nothing like that says anything about that. I think that's 100% him making it up. Okay, now let's go to you and Lori both were kind of in the same situation where you both were interested in this. And as Rex would say, you both took different paths. Mm -hmm. Because obviously you weren't part of Lori and Chad and Alex's situation. No. Okay. When did you... So the decision-making, there had to have been a time where you, you decided something was not right or how deep did it does it go or did you go or what did you believe or um i'm very rational and especially my wife keeps me down you know, on that you know i get <laughs> a little crazy with food storage and prepping and everything and she's kind of like my anchor holding me down yeah but um it it, it you know you you, you know as a human being what's right and wrong and just some of the stuff they were saying I'm like uh, that doesn't sound right to me you know everything in the second coming is about Jesus Christ and it's not um, bad stuff I mean it's a time to glorify his return and th they kind of went off the little uh, edge and started getting a little bit darker and you could recognize that pretty fast pretty easy mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know Lori recognized it until uh, she got with Chad and he started, he had to have, I don't know this for sure, but he had to have started promising her a little bit more to keep her around like a little more of, I know this in the future. And I know this, I know this. That makes, it makes sense to me what you're saying. It, it makes sense. Like it goes hand in hand of people are just trying to figure out how in the world did Lori and Alex follow Chad and you're telling us that he probably just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper had and deeper. To, yeah. He had to keep making things up to keep her interest in this whole thing. Yeah. Now, Lori's had a rough, rough life. You know this. Yeah. I mean, really rough. So when somebody points out a, a, a glorious end to your life, you like that. Alex is the same way. You know, um, he's promised by this guy who he thinks is above him. Like, mm -hmm. look, he wrote a book. Oh, well, jeez. Yeah. You know, that's... Well, did they think that he was, like, even higher? Like, did Chad... They had to have. Chad proclaim, like, he was higher than Jesus or something like that? Or something... I don't know if he was higher, if he, I ever heard that. Definitely had a power of giving blessings, and, and they wanted to believe that so much that they kind of let themselves believe that just because they wanted it so, so bad. bad like i said when you prepare for something and spend thousands of dollars and years and years and years and think about it all the time and i do i do i just don't let it consume me right some people let it consume them and when and then then somebody tells them hey i i know a little bit more yeah like Lori read every book. Like, we'd call each other and say, hey, have you read this book? Have you read this book? When we did that, in 2017, I spent a week there in Hawaii. My wife and I, Carrot, we stayed at their house and for the whole week. And it was nothing but prepper talk the whole week. Like, we loved it. Yeah. But she, this is in 17. It wasn't anything then. She didn't know Chad or no. any, of, the, any mm -hmm. of that. No, this is all after so, that. So... At some point, Chad had Zulema believe that she can change the weather. Yeah, like how does crazy to me? So that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. When I heard that, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" But they, but she wants it so bad that she just believed it. But once you, I listen, I can understand someone trying to tell you something and you being wanting to believe it. But if somebody told me you can create a tornado and start a tornado somewhere, you're in charge of weather. 
And I'm like, okay, tornado. Like, (laughs) how do you as a person know you can't do that? Well, one of the texts between Chad and her was they they were tracking Brandon. And Brandon was leaving, and Zulimid says, texts him, do you want me to start a storm to stop him so you can catch up to him? And then Chad texts her and said, let me talk to the council. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. How, how did this guy convince these women? I just don't get it. And who's the council? I, I, I think it's, he, it's him and- in heaven. I th- it was oh, heaven. so he's saying that he's talking to the council yes, in, in heaven. heaven right. Then they'll tell him, and then he'll tell, like... Like he's the prophet, yeah, or, or okay, he's prophet. Wow, Rex, you got to say something because I, I always go off on deep ends because so, I'm just like consumed by. Well, it. this is the deep end. This <laughs> is beyond reason, and I love the way Brax said it. He just knew his conscience was telling him that's not right. I mean, that's common sense saying that stuff's not right. Chaz just making stuff up to get people. I don't know if they're weak-minded. I don't know what a good description of that is, but to get people what they want so they'll follow him and give him power. And once someone has power, we all know the saying, power oh, corrupts. Oh, yeah. Or is he going to give that power back once he gets oh, it? Oh, no, he has it now, and he has all these people in control. You know, if they if they didn't um, kill the kids, um, kill Charles— he would still have, probably have power over them, you know. Uh, but he, he wouldn't have money. No, no. It's just like, um, you know, a fifty-year-old, big-bellied, single guy, um, a thirty-five, very attractive woman, you know, um, goes out with him. He's got to continue the lie of, "Hey, I got money. My Porsche's in the shop." You know, he's got to keep that lie up to try and keep her. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Chad. So, Chad, like, I just don't understand why the kids had to die. Money. What What money? Follow the money. But what money? Social security payments. For? $4,000 a month. Yeah. And That's such see, a hard... it goes, it, the money, Tylee's money was well, going to Tylee. But what about this thought? That the kids are gone. Lori's all mine. I don't have to worry about her having kids anymore. Is mm-hmm. that, isn't that, I mean. Definitely. I'm sure that was part of it. But if the kids um, are alive, you're accountable for the money. Okay. Let me go back to one other thing with the kids. Cause I'm always wondering why in the world would you feel like you have to kill the kids? The other thing that goes to my mind is that. Tylee and JJ may have saw Alex and Lori kill Charles. They knew about it. They had to have. Tylee had to have known about it. Well, they they were both there, but they were saying that the story that I got with that was like they were outside, they were gone, they were in the house. Like I got 20 different stories, so I don't know exactly where they were. But if they witnessed it or saw it or something, that would be something else. Mm Mm-hmm. But because I, I just can't figure out why the kids had to no, go. No, why the kids? And that's a question the whole family is always asked. Um, I remember when I was in Hawaii, we were talking about it one time, and, and I'm like, you know, Lori, uh, during the second coming, Hawaii is like the worst place to be. You're on a volcano, and it's going to just wipe the whole islands out. And I remember she said, I know, me and the kids are going to get in a car, and we're driving right into the lava because I don't want to deal with it. And that didn't stick out into me. Like that didn't like throw a flag or anything. You know, a lot of people say that. I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with the heartache. We'll just yeah. do it. And she wanted to 
protect the kids from all the bad stuff that's going to happen. I get that. She's a mom and she's a phenomenal mom and you know she's yeah. a phenomenal mom. Yeah, mother. she was great. And um but she wanted to protect her kids from that. So when she killed the kids, I had to I sat there and thought, well, is she think she's protecting them from the end of the world cuz remember the end of the world starts around September, October. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they thought. That's what yeah. So did Lori think, "Hey, I want to protect my kids cuz they're going to die anyways." That right? that that is a valid that's a valid thing that may have been going through Lori's head as well. So, cuz we've heard her, you know, you know, want the best for her kids or yeah. not have them to suffer or whatever. Right. It is. And so that's the only thing I could have th- thought of, you know, I'm going to protect them from. Remember, we're talking about warped thinking here. Yeah. Let's acknowledge that right off. No that's doubt. Not a rational process no. that goes through a parent's head. No. I want to protect them from pain, so I'm going to drive them in lava. Right. <laughs> we aren't talking about someone that's rational or rational thought that no. everyone has. No. So, okay, so we're running out of time. Um... I'm just trying to think um, with the situation with Chad and Lori, if there's any other insight that that we may have missed, or is there any other questions that we have for Braxton while we have him on? Anything, Brax, that we should have asked you about, insight that you had no, about that? Um, I think we cleared it on all that stuff. I mean, it's just the, the answer why with the kids is is our biggest question. That's it the is. only thing I could rationally think of. I want to protect my kids from going through all that heartache. Now, Charles was in the way. I understand that. That's why he went. Um, and uh, Chad's wife, she was in the way. But the kids weren't. Yeah. So they weren't in the way. Um, well, they were in the way, meaning they would have to care for them that, if that's they it. were around. Yeah. yeah. And, and they could do that. I mean, in the way of them being together. They, the kids weren't in the way. To honestly, Tylee could have gone to any family member. No doubt. And uh, and JJ. Yeah. yeah, same. And so the, I just think Lori's mind at that time was, I want to protect them from the horrible of the end of the world. It's 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 interesting to hear that. It is because there's so many different things, and we're none of us are in Lori's head, so we don't know what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever will get that answer. Right. Um, hopefully one day we will. Um, and let's not misconstrue that to say that there's any justification for what she did. No. No matter what she was thinking, no. it was just pure evil. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, Thanks. that's true. Thank you, Brax, for being here with us. Thank Thanks, you. guys. We'll see you guys on the uh, next episode uh, coming up with us. This has been Tylee and JJ's Silver Linings Podcast. Your input is helping us make sense of this. We encourage your comments on our Facebook page or email Tylee and JJ Silver Linings at gmail.com. This has been a production from a podcast studio.